This is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 46, Transitions. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. This is a big episode because I am flying solo. So it's a big transition day. If you've been following us on social media, then you'll likely know that as of October 1st, Heather and I decided to close the chapter on H&L Life Coaching and head our separate ways. We both continue to be passionate about serving our audience and so hope that you will all follow along on our individual journeys. You can find me now at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, my website, Leah Davidson Life Coaching. I am excited to take over the podcast and to continue to bring you all the things that will help you create the life that you want. When people ask me who I serve, I basically say I serve people who want more out of their life. They want to live a more purposeful life. So they want more meaning, more resilience, more joy, more confidence, more connection, but also more stress relief, more freedom from pain and more acceptance. So now that doesn't mean that they're broken and don't already have a good life, but just just that they want to have and do and be more. And sometimes that is just more gratitude and love and appreciation for where they already are and what they already know. So stick with me and we will continue this journey of growth and discovery and how to increase your resilience to create that life that you want. But today I want to talk about transitions. I thought that would be a very appropriate topic to have my first solo podcast be about because this is a transition for me. When I say transitions, I want you to think what comes up for you. Does it bring up dread, anxiety, apprehension, overwhelm? Or does it bring up like excitement or a sense of adventure and curiosity? Maybe a bit of both. Because transitions, they can be good ones or they can be bad ones. They can start off as being bad and end up being really good or vice versa. And they can be both. They can bring up all the emotions. And of course, you know, I'm going to tell you, you need to feel your emotions. And it's such an important thing to learn how to do that I do have a free download for you all about how to feel your emotions. So make sure you check out the show notes to get that download. And so then you can learn and practice how you feel. Of course, you can also book a mini session with me and I can walk you through the process of feeling a feeling. But let's get back to it. A transition, it's basically the process of a period of time where you're changing from one state or condition to another. So you're moving from being, doing, and having one way to another way. And it makes sense that you'll have some mixed emotions in there because as we know, our brain loves certainty. It does not like change. Our survival brain, which is that primitive brain or our monkey brain, as I often call it, and you can go back to episode six and hear all about that kind of brain. Remember, it has three main goals. Avoid pain, seek pleasure, and be efficient, otherwise known as do what's easy. So a transition actually goes against all these things because it's usually painful in that we have to move from our comfort zone to an unknown place, and that's pretty hard. 
or painful even. It's not easy, so it's not immediately pleasurable. Even if down the road we know it may bring us pleasure, again, the discomfort zone is not a fun zone to be in. And it means we're forging through unknown pathways. And when we do that, the brain freaks out about it as it wants to stick to the superhighways that are already established. Whether they are good for you or not, the brain just wants familiarity. So the first thing to remember is that all transitions cause discomfort, at the very least. But they can even have a stronger emotion attached to them that we don't always feel like feeling, like anxiety, fear, or overwhelm. So what do I consider to be a transition? Well, they can be anything from your kids starting back to school in the fall, or a new daily routine for yourself that you're trying to implement, maybe a lifestyle change or a habit change or something like your kids leaving for college or university. That has been a big one for me over the past couple of years. Let me tell you, it's a transition and nobody tells you how hard it is to have kids transitioning to adulthood. Other transitions can include things like job changes or moving houses or cities, turning a certain milestone birthday. Then there can be things like divorce or loss or death of somebody that you love or even death of an identity due to an illness or an injury, a marriage, a new baby. These can all be big transitions and changes. All of them will bring on a flurry of emotions and all that is completely normal. But today I want to share with you some tips of what you can do when you are in a transitional stage. Basically, some things you can do that will help you navigate these transitional seasons. Because the only way to go through transitions is to go through transitions. So here are some things that have helped me, and I hope they'll help you too. So the first thing is just drop the judgment. That's always the first thing we need to do. Drop the judgment. Put it away. Do not judge yourself on how well you're handling the transition or not. Just let it be. I remember when I was going through my divorce, I had so much judgment when feelings would come up. I'd be thinking to myself, I should be over this by now. I'm not doing as well as I should be. Other people would handle this better. I should be further along. There was so much shitting on myself. And so I offer to you that you are okay. Be still. You're right where you need to be. Now, sometimes that means you're going to be a puddle or a mess on the floor. And sometimes you are going to feel brave and strong. It is okay. Come at it with compassion. There's no reason to rush. Give yourself space to allow whatever comes up for you during this time. So drop the judgment. The second thing I want to offer to you is maintain a routine. When you're going through a transition, I think there's a tendency to want to abandon just everything. I, you know, we'll slack on our sleep routines or our exercise or our food. And if we have kids, we may end up slacking on discipline and homework. It's actually very common when there's a change in the family, like a divorce or a loss, that routine goes out the window and we kind of cater to just whatever comes up. While in the short term, it may feel okay, in the long term, we're best to get right back on routine and get back on track. Because our brain thrives on routine. Our body wants the routine, the sleep, the nutrition, the exercise. Our kids thrive on routine. They need the security that comes from it. So as tempting as it is, try to get back into a routine. Now, maybe the routine will look a bit different and that's okay. You can create a new one, but do it. I do remember when I was transitioning into being a single mom, I had to create a new routine for us because I was the parent and the kids spent time with their dad, which meant that I also had time to be on my own. So it was helpful to get on a routine that I knew what to expect and the kids did too. I had a routine when I was alone and I had a routine when I had the kids. 
It was also super important when I remarried. And all of a sudden, we had five kids coming in and out. We really needed to establish our own routine. And it can be hard to do at first, but I think routines are really, really worth the effort. So start one up if you don't already have one, or get back to a routine that you used to do. Now, the third thing is self-care. As part of your routine, make sure to include self-care. Every transition I can think of is smoother when we're taking care of ourselves. So what is self-care to you? I'm sure we'll do a future episode on that in the future, but I'm talking about making sure you're eating healthy meals, making sure you're getting exercise in. Transitions are often stressors, meaning they often can trigger the stress response. And one of the most important things you can do when you're in the stress response is exercise. It's to move. Think of it like every day there's a buildup of stress energy in your body. If you don't have an outlet, you just keep letting it build. And our system is not meant to have that much stress energy. By having a consistent daily exercise routine, You are allowing some of the stress to be released, like a pressure cooker, releasing some steam out. So make sure you're moving daily. You also want to be taking care of your mind. Now, some of the best self-care is coaching, of course. You really just want to get your thoughts out. Now, journaling can also be awesome. Get all those thoughts out on paper. Get choosy over which thoughts you let in your front door and invite in to stay. You may not be able to choose which thought arrives at your door, but you can certainly choose who you invite in, who stays, all those things. Other kinds of self-care can be doing something that you love, like art and painting and drawing and coloring and knitting and sewing. Really any activity that gets you into the present, the here and the now, sort of like that flow state. Now, music can be a big one too, either playing or listening. Again, it's that flow state that we're going after. That's what's really nourishing to the soul. Now, there are some sensory ways we can take care of ourselves. I enjoy doing things like taking hot baths. Some people enjoy massages or getting their nails done. So self-care comes in many forms. But of course, an important part of self-care is taking time to breathe. Yes, just breathe. Now, the fourth thing I'm going to offer you is to have quiet time. And I call this be still time. I think this is a form of self-care and a very important part. I'm not sure what it looks like for you. Could be meditation, prayer, scripture study. I actually use something called EFT or tapping. I'm going to have to do a podcast on that because I just love it so much. I'm almost certified as an EFT practitioner and I will be offering sessions and helping to teach people because it is such a great way to be with yourself, a great way to release emotions and to get in touch with yourself. Now, sometimes that quiet time, something as simple as getting out in nature, that is a great way to be quiet. Do a meditative walk or walk where you just listen to nature. Unplug from the world and don't plug anything else into your ears. It's a great opportunity to be still. The fifth way that can help you ease through transitions is surround yourself with greatness. This is so key. Connection is a key way to help ease any transition. So surround yourself with great people. They say that you should never worry alone. And I say you should never go through a transition on your own either. Now, that doesn't mean you have to talk about it. Sometimes just knowing that someone is there for you and willing to witness what you're going through can be a tremendous source of strength. So surround yourself with greatness, great people, 
But I also say surround yourself with great inspiration. Maybe it's great quotes or great books or smells or mantras or music or even TV shows or movies. Find things that inspire and uplift you. Find things that are comforting for your soul. Now, the sixth thing, you've heard me talk about this before, is what we call equal airtime. Equal airtime for the good and the bad. So as I said earlier, not all transitions are good or bad. Often we focus on the negative, though, because we have that negativity bias. So give yourself some time every day to ask what's going well and what's not going well. So equal airtime to both. I'd also offer to you that you can make a choice to see this transition as an opportunity to practice anti-fragility. So you can go back to episode 42 if you want to learn more. But basically, make this a choice that this transition is going to be one you welcome, as hard as it is, because you know that you will grow from it. Not just tolerate it, but really embrace it as a growth opportunity. Bring on that kind of attitude. Is it easy? No, but it's worth giving it a try. Now, the seventh thing is allow your emotions, all of them. Here we go talking about feelings again, because feelings are our driving force for everything we do. Everything we do or not do is because of how we feel or how we want to feel or how we don't want to feel. So we want to allow all feelings. And by all, I mean the good ones too. Because depending on your transition, you may actually have a hard time processing the good ones. If you're going through a loss, you may be resisting some of the more pleasant ones, like feeling happy or excited or laughter. Sometimes you may even feel guilty for those feelings. But I urge you to embrace them all. Emotions aren't going to hurt you. They are just the energy that runs through your body, the e-motion, energy in motion. So just allow them. Feelings are also not permanent. Allow them to wash over you. I love reminding myself when I'm sitting in a feeling that doesn't feel good, I just remind myself it's not permanent. As bad as it feels right now, it's not going to feel this way forever. And the last thing, number eight, I want to suggest that you make decisions from your future self. Your future self has been where you are right now. So tap into your future self. Ask questions. This actually was truly a life-changing one for me when I was going through the rough patches of my divorce, figuring out how to be a single mom, what I was going to do. I asked myself, okay, what would I do if I knew that everything was going to be okay? How would I show up now? What if I knew that this was even for my own good and that my future self was happy and settled? What is she telling me? And she told me, enjoy this time now. It's a time for growth for you. Try new things. Go do new things. Enjoy yourself. It's a time to be with your boys. Enjoy them. Have fun. And so I did. I read books. I ran. I biked. I took ski lessons. I got my nails done. I hung out with friends. I focused on my spiritual growth. I met new people. I played with my boys. I booked trips for us and I went away with girlfriends. Now, it was hard. It honestly was probably the hardest time in my life. And I allowed the hard too. I had a lot of tears. I got help. I journaled like crazy. I relied on girlfriends and family. But that time in my life was a huge time of growth. And while it is very bittersweet, there's a certain fondness that I actually feel towards that time, which is crazy to me because when I was going through it, I thought I'm never going to survive this. When my husband and I actually were getting married and I was moving out of the house that I had shared with my boys when I was a single mom, my husband gave me a locket on the day that I moved out of that house to remind me 
that I could always remember this time in my life. I'm so glad that I listened to the wisdom of my future self that she offered to me to just enjoy the time. Everything was going to be okay. I would survive. We can grow from transitions. We don't have to shrink from them. So these are just the eight ways that have helped me in transitions, and I hope that they help you too. So drop the judgment, make a routine, do some self-care, make sure that you have adequate quiet time, surround yourself with greatness, give equal airtime to the good and the bad, allow all the emotions, and talk to your future self. Your future self has all the wisdom that you need. I hope that these ways can help you ride out all your transitions in the best way possible. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.